Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, boys and girls. It's time for the Coffin Joe cast. The only show where playing your didgeridoo is not only encouraged, it's expected. So crack open another BB and throw some shrimp on the Barbie. Welcome to Australia. It's sexy time. G'day, and welcome to the Coffin Joe cast. I am Keller Wilbur. I'm Joel. And joining us, the second half of our New Zealand uh, friends, huh? John. G'day, John. G'day. Uh, we're doubling up on the New Zealanders. <laughs> I have to uh, yeah. make it uncomfortable for you, Keller, that's all. <laughs> nah, it's all good. Because so, well, I'm, I'm a fan of New Zealand. I mean, I'm a fan of Australia, but... I got no problem with New Zealand too. In all honesty, I don't have a problem with New Zealand either. <laughs> Still not going to stop you doing my jokes there. That's oh, fine. Jokes yeah. are jokes. Oh, well, as we've said before, that's that's the fun we have as being Australian and New Zealanders. We like giving each other yeah. shit, but when it comes down to it, you know, we're brothers in arms in a way. Exactly. We and it. most of the jokes that you have about New Zealanders, we have about Australians. Yeah. So it goes both ways. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I get it. Well, because of all the uh, the foreigners on the show, I'm going to be extra American tonight. America. Yeah, you and your Donald Trump. I'm, yeah, I'm going to talk about Donald Trump, guns, and eating red meat. Well, we eat red meat here oh. too. Yeah. While waving the American flag. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about this ferns thing. You know, Fern. I want stars and stripes. <laughs> oh, fans. Uh, it's a I learned all film. about that last yes. week. Yeah. That's been the last, like, six months here. So when's the vote? Nikki told us last week, I forgot. Uh, the, we had the first half of the referendum in November, I think, uh, which is narrowing it down to that one against our current flag. And the next vote is... I don't actually know when. Um, I can look it up real quick. So that's how much you care about it? Uh, yeah, pretty much. I mean, I'll, I'll be voting to keep our current flag. Oh, okay. Personally. All right. Um, I just, I don't know, the other one, it's good and all, but it's pretty much exactly the same as our current one. Yeah. It's literally just changing out the Union Jack for a silver fern. Yeah, we had this conversation last week about they want to do that here in Australia, take the Union Jack out and put the Aboriginal flag in the spot where the Union Jack is, and it just doesn't work. Yeah. So. I mean, yeah, those colours. Yeah. <laughs> what were we going to say, John? Sorry. I was, I was just going to say, I mean, I, I would I would support changing it if they did something more like that, where they, they made a combination of, you know, they, they included some Maori elements, some Asian elements, some... Polynesian elements, some English elements, some you know, some European elements, because we are hugely multicultural, so why not make it, if you're going to change the flag, why not make it something that includes everybody now? Yeah, well, that's the same here in Australia. We're hugely multicultural, so... 
Yes. We should just all fly the United Colors of Benetton, you know, and just have one of those multicolored flags and all have the exact same flag. Yeah. Because we're all blended anyway across the, Uni- across the United States. See, there I go. Across the world <laughs> at this point. Yeah. It's all about the United States, isn't it, Joel? It is tonight. It's all about America. America. That, that's not true. I love my country, don't get me wrong, but I'm 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 open minded. Yeah, well it's funny how you see yourselves compared to the way the rest of the world see you sometimes. What do you mean, like about twenty pounds overweight? No, that and <laughs> your guns and you know Oh yeah, guns. Guns. Guns, guns and guns and guns. 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 And like those those idiots taking over the land, you know, we're getting this land back for the people, you know. Yeah. We're not? No. Oh, well. Those group of fucking idiots. Did you, I, I read today the guy that uh, co-created Cards Against Humanity sent them like a 50-pound uh, tub of fucking lube. Something like that. They've got to have something to do while yeah. they're all in there together. So. That's... Funny. Yeah, because they were asking for donate, you know, food and whatever they were asking for, and so people started sending them really stupid shit. So. <laughs> Fucking idiots. No. Okay, well, here's a question then. So, if if New Zealanders are getting it on with sheep, and the New Zealanders New Zealanders say that Australians are, I don't know, what are they doing? Well, see, we've always had jokes about Australians getting it on with sheep. Yeah, because we we produce a lot of lamb, like we. You know, yeah, a lot of the country is built on the back of the sheep, We're between like wool and um and the meat. So yeah, we have a lot of sheep in this country too. So yeah. Australia and New Zealand are like the, one of the two or two of the main uh, sheep sheep exporting countries. Yep. And um. So the what are we getting it on with then? <laughs> the bald, Anything you can lay your hands on. The bald eagle. <laughs> That's Whoa. why there's so few left. They're all hiding from you. <laughs> uh, I see where this is going to go tonight. Yes. But yeah, um, uh, Australia Day is coming up in what? Uh, nine days. It's our national holiday. We've talked about it on the show before. But one of the yeah. promotions for um, Australia Day is eat lamb. That's the, well, what they'll say is the national dish for Australia Day. And every year they do a lamb ad campaign with this guy called Sam Kekovich. He was an old, uh, he used to play AFL and whatnot. So he's been the spokesman for this lamb commercial ad for a while. This year they've done it and he's flying in his helicopter and he's, he said something about vegans and all the vegans have gotten upset. So they're going to pull the ad because I forget what was said, but it's like, uh, screw those vegans if they don't want to eat it, they can get stuffed sort of thing. It's basically the way it come across and now the vegans are all up in arms about, oh no, you can't can't say that about us, you know. So they've had like 300 complaints to the, the advertising board, and so they're going to pull the ad, which... Here we go. Those little fucking liberal fucking pricks will fucking win it again. So yeah. if you don't want to eat meat, don't eat meat. i got no problem with that. I like my lamb. Yeah, mistake. Mm. Yeah, so... Yeah, big controversy again. So... So that's international then, huh? Pe- being politically correct or whatever? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, we're getting worse down here. Absolutely. We're yeah. getting really bad here too. Yeah, it's it's becoming a joke, you know. If you don't like something, ignore it and just move on, you know. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, the other thing is things said in humour are, you know, it's you, satirical. You don't need to be PC in humour. Yeah, it's a it's satirical. You know, it's all meant as a joke. So. Yeah, I mean, but that's what we'll, Australia's founded on. You know, having that satirical, you know, um, mindset and you know, joke, and we put shit on ourselves. You know, we're one of the countries. You know, we we'll say, yeah, we're convicts. Yeah, you know, and we put shit on ourselves. So. But it's getting more and more like people get upset with the most minute thing. So I'm going to start a campaign because I'm upset because you're, you know, I'm upset about you being upset. So you can't be upset. <laughs> Let's start that one. You know, uh, I'm offended by your offence. <laughs> so get yeah, out a rabbit hole there. That South Park episode. We don't take kindly to people who don't take kindly. kindly to- <laughs> So we didn't say we didn't get a chance to say this to John yet, but congratulations. We uh, talked oh, about thanks. it last week. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. So, it's yep. about time, huh? Yeah, yeah. Been eight. Oh, it'll be eight years this year. Wow. Oh well. Yeah. It's come. I think it's four years. I'm being with Donna this year in November, and then we're not getting married to the following <laughs> year. So it'll be five years being with Donna before I get married to her. But yeah. Cool. And she's uh, she's really into de- uh, deciding what we're going to do. We're just going to elope, <laughs> she reckons. We're going to go to Fiji. Oh, nice. Well, she thinks. I don't know. And now she's talking about going to Fra- Fraser Island up in Queensland. It changes every week what we're doing, trust me. So right. I just leave it be. I just go, yeah, yep, I used to agree. Yep, that'll work, that'll work. Because <laughs> yeah. her, her sister's getting married, um, I think it's later this year, and... Um, they they plan to go to Fiji for the honeymoon, and Donna was saying, "Well, we'll go over there on their honeymoon, you know, for a holiday with them on the honeymoon, and then we'll just oh oh we got married oh sorry everyone we didn't tell you <laughs> you know she's got some grand plans it's basically because she doesn't want her mother coming, and we've talked about her mother after the holiday we had a Christmas and so but yeah our plans are pretty much what you guys are going to do you know just get the the marriage certificate signed at a registry or whatever and then have a, a reception later for all our friends yeah. and family, you know. Get the marriage part out of the way and then have the party later, like two or three days later or whenever. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, the, the party is the part that everyone wants to come to, really. Yeah, exactly. Nobody, nobody, nobody likes a ceremony. Oh, it depends. I mean, especially if it's like a church ceremony. I've been some of them, you know, with all the religious shit in it and no things. You sit there for an hour. Well, you've got to get in half an hour before you're sitting on hard pews and waiting, waiting, waiting. And the bride's always late. And then they do an hour ser- you know, ceremony service, whatever. And then, oh, we've got to leave. And now we've got to wait two hours before we can get to the reception because they've got to go to their, do their photos. And so we all rock up the reception center, wait for them to show up before we can actually eat and yeah, stuff that. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah we, were, we were initially... Um, pu- so playing with the idea of getting married in Vegas while we were in America last year, but I think that uh, Nikki's mum especially would have just killed us for it. Yeah. Well, aren't you going to Vegas this year? We are. No, well, you can do it then. <laughs> no, we want to want to keep the same anniversary if we can. Yeah. Yeah, that's. We what... can always redo it in <laughs> Vegas. Why yeah. not? <laughs> you gonna have an Elvis wedding? Get married by Elvis. I was gonna say Elvis. <laughs> Yes. Idiot Korean Elvis. Yes. <laughs> Who's actually from Australia. 
an Australian Korean Elvis. I don't know what that. I, I wish I could that. do a Korean accent because I do Korean going. Oi. Oi, oi. What? You I don't sound know. like uh, the great Cornholio. I am Cornholio. I need TP for my bunghole. Do you have TP? <laughs> don't stop me. I used to do that all the time. Uh, <laughs> the worst thing I ever did I, when I hung around my mate's place, I started doing it, pulled the shirt over my head, and I am the great Cornholio. So the kids started doing it, and they go, well, I used to be called Willie then. It's like, Willie, why'd you start this? <laughs> all the kids are going around with the, the shirts on the head, stretching the shirts out. and <laughs> Oh, jeez, I'm sorry. I forgot kids are like mimics. <laughs> yeah, and then they never forget anything. Nope, they don't. <laughs> uh. Well... So anyway, Unless you ask them to do something like the laundry or oh, dishes. Yeah. Or... Oh, they forget to have to do that quick smart, don't they? It's like, wait, yeah. what? What'd you say? Did you ask me to do something? <laughs> what? what? I am Cornelio. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you remember that, don't you? <laughs> so what's been going on this week, guys? Anything? Um, oh, they are, For me, ironically, I nearly died in a coffin factory. What? Oh, really? Oh, heat exhaustion, mate. As we're oh. talking. Yes. Uh, the first week back at work, the last week was just rainy and cold, and this week it's been heat. Um, I think Monday wasn't too bad, but Tuesday, Wednesday, we hit about 35 degrees. You can do the conversion. Um, but Thursday, as I was talking about before, um, it hit 40 plus in the west, which is about 104 Fahrenheit. And then uh, inside the factory would have been 45 plus degrees Celsius, which is about 114 Fahrenheit. So... And, of course, uh, as I mentioned last week's show, the foreman's on holiday, so I'm doing the foreman job, and uh, we've just had orders on top of orders. So, just as I think I'm getting on top of something, uh, another order comes through. So, you've got to rush this through. Now, rush this through. So, not only was it hot, I just had to work. I couldn't stop. You know, I, I took a couple of breaks every now and then. I was in, in the bathroom, you know, in the sink, getting, um, a, you know, get my head doused in water, trying to cool down, and... So, yeah, it, it's been a hell of a week for me. I, I, and when I say I near collapsed, I'm not joking. I, I come home Thursday night and I was just dizzy. And, I, so, and I'm feeling it now because uh, Friday come and the temperature dropped to 22 degrees. So I'm starting to get a bit of a cold. So <laughs> getting a little ill, but yeah. Now, John, are you imagining him in the coffin factory with his shirt off? You know, muscles oh. rippling. No, I have a sleeveless shirt that I wear. <laughs> I, I don't get shirt off completely. You never oh, you get stripped down to your wife beater. Yeah, I have my wife beater on. <laughs> you never go full shirt off. I don't. Like you never Nobody go full. You never go full retard either. <laughs> yes, I've listened You're to just the latest. Dude playing the dude. Yeah. <laughs> Very interesting. <laughs> Forty go fourteen when you were talking about that show. Yeah, uh, fuck hot shots, <laughs> tropic thunder all the way. <laughs> what about you, John? I've just had my first week back at work, and it reminded me why I really like the holidays. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, it, it wasn't even that busy at work, but it's just like I had like ten days off in a row, and I'd just gotten used to it, and it was great. And then I go back to work, and even it's crazy how even sitting at a desk, looking at a computer all day, it it should feels like it shouldn't be tiring. But by the end of each day, I was just exhausted because you've got that mental exhaustion going on from actually having to do things again. Yeah. 
Oh, poor you. you got mental exhaustion. I have mental exhaustion and physical exhaustion in my job. Yeah, I, I get my physical exhaustion from gym in the morning, then going to work, and then sometimes going for a run at night as well. Yeah. See, I don't have to do gym work. My gym work is my job. Yeah, I'd like a job like that. No, you wouldn't. It doesn't pay as well, so. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't get paid well, but I work hard. And, and the idiots I work with, yeah. I had to yell at a couple of them again this week. So. Cutting fingers off again? Yeah, no, we're not. Yeah, he got a mouthful out of me too, but the, the other bloke that I yell at, had to yell at last week, had to yell at him again this week. So They're just starting to realise I'm not the other foreman who lets them get away with murder. Where if I tell them to do something, you fucking do it. And I, I put on that, you know, yeah, come to my country voice, you know, you fucking do it now and you're going to fucking go when I tell you to go. Hop in that ute and take it down where I told you to go. <laughs> now go. That's what I do. I, I feel going like a. Mick Taylor voice. So. I don't know what the hell that was, John, but I liked it. Yeah. So, yeah, I get upset. I've got so much shit going on. If I'm asking someone to do something and they know we're under pressure, just do what I ask. I'm not asking much. I'm not asking you to freaking do all my job. I just want you to do what I've asked you to do. Just go deliver this coffin for me. Just hop in the ute and go. And now I'll dick around on my phone and... So I'm getting yelled at the boss going, why isn't this guy left? And I'm like, well, I told him to go. That's what I said to him. If I'm going to get yelled at by John, that's the name of my boss too, John. Um, Mm -hmm. I said, I'm going to yell at you. If I get yelled at, you're getting yelled at. So the truth is John's not yelling at me, but I tell him he is. That's the only way I can get him to work. (laughs) And and if they refuse to do anything, I say, well, I'll go talk to John about this. And they start panicking then because they don't want John coming down because John fucking yells and screams. So... There's John's. Yeah, fucking John's. It's funny, mate. I know. My That's my brother's name. Yeah, he well, yelled a lot, too. The foreman at the old coffin factory I first worked at was John. Johnny Hindle. Good old Johnny Hindle. But, yeah. So. Oh, it's, it, Man. As I say, our job's simple. It is a very simple job. It's it's sometimes physically demanding. And sometimes it just takes a bit more, you know, thinking than you, you realize. you just got to pay attention. But it, it's a simple job. It's like I always say, A plus B equals C. That's how easy my job is, you know. You just do this, do that, and we'll get that result. Yeah. No. Let's just make it harder by doing things stupid. Kind of like my job when I worked on the corner. (laughs) Yep. A plus B always equals C. I thought it equaled D. Yeah, (laughs) always equals D. (laughs) (laughs) If they want to pay a bit extra, they'll get some E as well. (laughs) And a Z job. (laughs) <laughs> uh, well so yeah that's basically been my week a lot of work so, yeah. and I'm up for it again this week it's going to be a hell of another week so, why is that? Oh, just so much work to do we've got a lot of orders and I've still got to uh, replace all the stock that we've we've used up and sent out so at the moment I'm only just building what what uh, has to go out immediately and then once I get that done if no more orders come in I've got to go back through and, and stock back up so yeah so while Joel goes flip the laundry it's just you and me at the moment John alright yeah so. alright what I miss I don't know <laughs> well uh, speaking of weeks I uh, they're they're pulling a lot of overtime right now 
because in my line of work, this is the busy season. So January and February are hell on earth. And then uh, March, April come and it's dead. So it's like massive overtime, you know, minimum, like, I don't know, 12 hour days. And it's just like, oh, fuck. maybe not quite that long, but it, it feels like it when you add the commute in and everything else. And I do kind of like you, John, where it's in front of a computer screen and talking on the phone. I mean, I literally talk for a living aside from podcasting. So I pretty much never shut up until everybody's in bed at night and it's just me. And even then I talk to the dogs. I was about to so. say, you bet you talk to the dogs. <laughs> I do. I'm that guy. I am. Oh, I'm that guy too. I talk to my cats. Yeah, I do that. Oh. Okay. Well, I don't feel so bad then, I guess. We still but when they cat. respond, that's when I worry. Well, my yeah. cat does. Oh. I've, I've said I've well, got Lucy a, Wilson I've does. got a, my own little language with the black one, Charlie. We go, mm-hmm. and he goes, mm-hmm. <laughs> sounds like a guinea pig. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had mandatory overtime on Saturday um, for five hours, and then you know there's mandatory overtime during the week, and then you can work extra. So I'm just grabbing all the overtime I can anyway, because I, you know, money's money, and yeah. I'll take it. But as you Probably, I, I'm assuming it's the same thing over there. If, if you work the hours, you get the overtime. But if you have any PTO time off, then that converts your overtime hour to regular hours because you're not actually working those hours. You know, you're getting paid to be off work. Yeah. So Thursday, I get up, at, I, unfortunately, about 4.30 a.m., and I feel like crap, and I end up, on the floor in the bathroom for two hours vomiting and cold sweats and just vertigo and just horrible. I mean, it was just bad. So, you know, I called or I messaged my boss and I'm friends with workforce. So I messaged them too. And I'm like, look, I, this is the situation. I don't know if I'm coming in and they're like, well, just stay home. And so I ended up taking the whole day off. And as, after I spent my two hours on the floor, I went to bed for like six hours, got up, and felt pretty okay. I still don't feel 100%, but I'm I'm basically there. So I went back, you know, Friday and worked. But it means all that time I put in, you all this extra hours, lost it. Yes. I'm fucked. Uh, yeah. It's fucking bullshit. No. So. Well, I don't do overtime at my job. Not this one I used to, but no, it never worked like that. If you did overtime, that's your overtime. Even if you did overtime and then were sick the next day, you still got your overtime. Yeah. So. That's how it works with my job too. I don't currently have to do any overtime, which is nice because I just do. Um, <clears throat> I just monitor a company's security network, uh, so there's not really a lot of call for out of hours for that. But my previous job, when I was uh, a network administrator, I'd always be doing changes and and switches and and things um, as overtime. And yeah, like Keller said it. If you do the overtime, you get that overtime, and if you have any time off, it it's because we don't have mandatory overtime or anything like that here. Yeah, same as me. It's never mandatory. It's voluntary. Um, so wait, are you guys hourly or are you salaried? Hour, hourly for me. I'm salaried. Yeah. So even if you had overtime, it wouldn't matter. Well, no, uh, because I have overtime built with my contract. So if I do anything uh, over eight hours a day, I get paid at time and a half for the overtime. Well, that's all really? right. That's good because yeah. most salaries are, you know, it's just that's your base salary. It doesn't matter how, what hours you work. Mm. So that's like 
the manager at work, John, he's salary, so if he's working, you know, has to work 10 hours a day or deal with shit for 10 hours a day for work, it's he's still getting the same pay. But with me, if I had to work overtime, which I've never had to at this job yet, and the it's never been that busy enough for us to do it. Well, it has been busy, but um, we try to run a tight ship, you know. Less money spent, more money in sort of thing, because we're a very small part of the, the larger company. So we try to keep, uh, you know things like tight within the spending wise for the company and we just try to make the money so but my last job I've, I've worked uh, 12 hour days back at the door factory uh, I've worked uh, used to work Saturday mornings and the same with um, back at the first coffin factory I worked I used to work Saturday mornings too so and you know if there was overtime there you'd be asked to do it but you weren't made to do it but it was always a good thing to do it because if you didn't do it during the week they'd say well you're not doing Saturdays because Saturdays you start at time and a half for the first two hours and then the next two are double time. So right. they were the good days. You'd work four hours and earn virtually a day's wage for four hours. So you weren't asked nice. to come in on a Saturday if you didn't do at least, you know, two two hours during the week of overtime. So, yeah. But it was never mandatory. But, you know, it, it always looks good for you if you, you know, oh, yeah, I'll stay back an extra hour today and an hour on Thursday, you know. Right. Well, I don't know who negotiated John's contract, but I'm going to have to get him if I ever get salaried. <laughs> well, that's the thing. It's just the contract that the company offers. Because it's an IT company, overtime and on-call work is expected, so they build it into the contract. Um, if we, It's like if you know our on-call guys get called out. They'll get a call out. They get a standby for the time that they're on call if they don't get any calls, and then they get paid for their call outs as well. Yeah. I should have graduated so, college. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't even go. Well, sorry, I went for one semester and flunked out, and then I left, and then I just got in on the ground floor at a service desk and worked up. Yeah, well, that's the best way to do it, really. Yeah. Start earning money earlier instead of spending money trying to learn. You're best learning on the job anyway. Yeah. Sort of thing. I can't disagree with that. I really can't. It's yeah. it's not an easy road because if you if – you, Miss, if you lose that job for X, Y, Z reason, whatever it is, then trying to convince the next place that even though you don't have the education but you have experience, if somebody else has both, you're kind of screwed in some cases. Well, that's Unless you know somebody. It's probably more in America. I know down here, it's um, a lot of the times I've gone for jobs and I've, I've pulled out my you know qualifications, you know, my... Your cock. <laughs> yeah, that too. Yeah. My didgeridoo. Wow, wow, wow. A long list of qualifications. But, um, a lot of jobs, like places here, it's it's not what what education you have; it's what experience you have in it. Especially with what the, the jobs I do, you know, as you know, a tradesman sort of style job. It's it's more for like, yeah, well, you've worked in a factory this long and you've learnt all these skills just by being in this factory. Well, yeah, we want you here. You know, you know how to deal with this. Right? And this machine might be a little different to what you've used, but you've got half an idea about it because it's similar to that machine and so it's pretty much like this job that he didn't care but you know i had you know about you know i'm a cabinet maker by trade and um but just my experience working at the door factory i mean it's a completely different thing i'm working with aluminium or aluminum um <laughs> america. Uh, america and uh yeah but it's just the experience i've i've learned over the years it's, it's like what my dad said because my dad was a manager of companies for years and employed people and he, he told me he goes don't worry about what you know you've been trained at like uh technical training and you know like TAFE and all that 
because it's your experience in the factory is what people want to see and what you're capable of can do so and that's it's a curse and a blessing in a way because now i i virtually run every machine in this company where i work so i've never been trained as a wood machinist which is a actual trade where but i'm i do a lot of the wood machinery here i as i've said before i do virtually everything but spray the boxes so i'm good at polishing knobs yeah okay <laughs> yeah I've got a knob for you to polish if you want. <laughs> wow, 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 wow. So what, you go into an interview and they're like, okay, build us a cabinet. No, they just ask, what did <laughs> you do in your last cabinet? <laughs> yeah, I'll go into a kitchen cabinet factory and build us a cabinet. Why does it look like a coffin? <laughs> I don't know. I just, Stylish. My experience. Yeah. It's a walk-in cabinet. <laughs> walk-in and lay there and never come back out. <laughs> That's a really lazy Susan. Like, mm. really lazy. Yeah, she's pretty lazy. Poker with stick. Oh, she's not moving. Oh, okay. <laughs> and IT is very similar to that as well. Um, I've found that even though I've never had any qualifications in IT beyond industry qualifications, I've gotten jobs pretty quickly. And a lot of people that I know in the industry, they didn't go to like college for. Uh, IT or anything, they've just sort of fell, fallen into it and kept doing it and people are just hiring based on their experience. Yeah, I think that's what happened with the Mike. He was, I don't think he did like college for IT or anything, he just started doing it and that's that's pretty much what the jobs he does now. He's just, he's yeah. self-taught, you know, just through falling into jobs and, and learning all the stuff and, but that's the best people you want who have hands-on training, like literal hands-on you know then someone that's done yeah. a, a diploma and like yeah i'm this good because the, the teacher told me how to do this sort of thing you know i'd yeah, rather someone that's worked in the you know worked you know at the at the coal face and done it yeah, other than someone's got this you know three different degrees saying they can do it and never actually been on the you know actually working in the industry because just because you know how to do something it's it's a lot different when you face it inside a company you know because there's other things pop up other than what you were taught in your college degree or your TAFE degree, you know? Absolutely. Well, I'm, I'm talking from my experience, like, working in factories, because it's you can get taught so much at TAFE, you know? This is how you do it. This is how you use a plane and a chisel, but how do you deal with a problem when it pops up? Well, I don't know, but I was just told to chisel this out like this, but, yeah, what if that's not working, you know? Well, yeah. if I have a problem that pops up, I beat it till you know, it's <laughs> no longer a problem. Beat it into submission. How long does that take? Well, I've never had to do it in an interview yet, but I'm still young. <laughs> Grand scheme of things. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't know how we keep coming back here, but that's all right. It's what happens when an Australian and a New Zealander and an American get together. <laughs> an Australian, a New Zealander, and an American walk into a bar. They flop their dicks out and start whacking them. Whoa. Uh, well, that is cleared quickly. It did, didn't it? Hey, I'm not good as Joel to make the Joel jokes. So I guess straight to the point. <laughs> Gotta have a little foreplay, man. Hey, get it done. Get it done as quick as you can. Yeah. Then we can drink a he beer. Got his part done. It's not always about you, Gilla. <laughs> Uh, 
Alright, Australian, a Kiwi, and an American walk in a bar with a sheep. Who's the one that's going to fuck it first? <laughs> Depends gonna, the Australian live in the outback. <laughs> Crikey, yeah. <laughs> Definitely the Australian then. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, out in the desert it gets cold at night. You know, It's pretty hot during the day, but it gets freezing cold. So you've got to have something woolly and warm to snuggle up to. Yeah. <laughs> so I bring somebody with a beard. Justin. <laughs> there you go. All right, a bigger beard than mine. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Oh, dear God. Man. So, anybody seen any good movies lately? No, I haven't watched any. Oh, I haven't obtained any lately. <laughs> it's, uh, Just Star Wars. Yeah, I, I saw that. Yeah, very shitty cam copy. So, oh, you should see it in see it in theaters, man. Yeah, I to, but I, uh, as I've said, I just hate going to the movie theaters. People piss me off. Yeah, I can see that. No, it's just annoying. So, and as I've mentioned, I'm, I'd like to go with Donna, but Donna can't go because of her epilepsy. And you know, the big screen and the flashy lights really can mess with her. So, uh, yeah, okay. Star Wars has a lot of that. Yeah. Wow, wow. That's not did you do, that's a lightsaber. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well I uh yeah, what are no, you what's that? What have you been watching? Are you making a murderer? Tell me. Oh, no, are we gonna talk about that? Have no, you guys seen it yet? No, I wanna see it and Donna wants to see it. She mentioned it and I'm like, Yes, I'll have to obtain that and uh definitely I know the story. I listened yeah. to a podcast called The Dollop with uh, Dave Anthony and Gareth Reynolds and they actually told the story about that and then uh, so I know the backstory all about it and then everyone's been talking about make a murder, making a murderer so have you Johns? I haven't seen it I know the premise but because uh, I've seen it on um, I've seen I've looked at it on Netflix so I was like eh, I've got way too much stuff that we're watching at the moment uh, that we've obtained so <laughs> yeah it's, it's not high on the priority list it's it's like the ultimate water cooler talk. I mean, this got into a big discussion at, I don't know, what it, I think it was on, before 40 on 14, we were talking about before the show started how, um, you know, cable TV is trying to combat Netflix and Amazon and all that and how, I'm like, if, if Netflix can come out with a show that has become the most talked about thing for the past, what, almost three weeks now, then I think they got something to worry about, but... If you want to really kind of see exactly how much of a travesty the American court system can be, then it's worth watching. Although, the more you read about it after the fact and the more you hear some of the other stuff involved, you kind of start to question it. But even then, you having been on a jury before and been and I was the jury foreman, even though in the case that I saw, um, you know, if we couldn't prove that the person was guilty, then... You can't convict them. Yep. You know? If the glove don't fit, you can't convict. Exactly. If there's even a a reasonable doubt, even if you feel the person did it, if there's not enough evidence to convict them and you can't 100% say, yes, this is damning evidence, they're guilty, then you can't put them in jail. I mean, that's that's just the way it should be. And, you know, I don't want to give anything away, and I don't know how much you guys know or the listeners know, but... I mean, the whole thing from start to finish, you, you watch one episode and you're like, all right, the first like three episodes, you're kind of like, I don't know about this. It's a little, little slow, but it's interesting. And then by the time the fourth episode hits and you start to get one thing after the other, 
where you're like, I can't believe that just happened. And they tease the next episode and you're like, I can't believe that just happened. And it just keeps going until the ninth episode. And then the 10th episode, they kind of give you the epilogue, kind of what happened after. And it's, it's insane. It's just crazy. Does it make you angry? Do you get um, angered by it or is it just interesting? Like you just go, Oh, can't believe it. Or do you really get upset? Like how the fuck could that happen? It's, it's frustrating more than anything because here's the situation where everything points to the, you can't, we're to where you can't convict these people, but regardless of what the evidence is, it's like they're, the cards are stacked against them. You know, the deck is stacked against them. And even after reading some of the stuff I read after the fact, it's still, it's, it, yeah, it, it makes you frustrated because I, I don't really get angry per se, but yeah, I just... Why? Because we w- wouldn't like you when you're angry? Exactly. Yeah, I can count the number of times I've been angry on one hand because uh, it's, it's not a good thing. So I, I try to avoid it, but yeah. I highly recommend it. Yeah, well, I might be, uh, after we finish this show, I might go obtain it and uh, <laughs> start checking it out this afternoon. We'll see. Nice. Yeah, but uh, if I start watching it without Donna, she might get upset, but hey, I can start watching it and pretend I haven't watched it and watch it again with her, as most <laughs> men do. Yeah, I haven't seen the episode yet. No, we'll watch it together. Yeah. yeah. I'm three episodes in front of her. No, I haven't seen this. Oh, wow, that's interesting. I never expect that to happen. Giggle, giggle. I saw that coming. <laughs> I've got in trouble before. No, I don't watch the show anymore, but with Gotham. She's like, we're going to watch this together. I'm like, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, we haven't had a chance to watch it because, you know, the hours she works. And so I started watching it, and then she got upset with me. You've been watching it, haven't you? No. <laughs> so, uh, well, I forgot what I was going to say. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. Been a lot of, like, talk about it. A lot of podcasts I listen to, like Media Echo Show has been talking about it, about it and Frank on there is like saying, look, we, we're we going to do a spoiler app soon, but so everyone out there, watch it. So, you know, in a couple of weeks when we do the spoiler apps, you're all caught up. So I'll have to get onto that one. So, yeah. yeah I, I'm just waiting. I don't know if I will get around to it. Not too much other stuff? Yeah. And legal stuff is just, uh, I don't really care. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, there's there's so much in it that you're like, uh, I mean, I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's more interesting with Americans. But, I mean, you, you, you look at how, like, the one, the main guy, Stephen Avery, throughout the whole time keeps getting the same judge, which is strange in and of itself. And yeah. every time... You know, they try to, I don't know, change something about it or do something that will get them away from this area. It just doesn't happen. And it's like it's like everybody is is working against the whole family. I don't know. It's it's the most bizarre thing I've ever seen. And I was hesitant to watch it. I mean, I like that kind of stuff, but I was hesitant. And uh, Maybellina had already watched half of it and then was starting it over. Um to watch it again and and i was like all right you know i should check it out because everybody was talking about it and now it's like it's like all we talk about in between calls at work is the show that and the powerball oh so you didn't <laughs> win powerball joe <laughs> i don't play so it's uh, gonna be hard come on. To i was win. hoping one of my american friends won it so you know they could fly me over to america that'd be nice wouldn't it you know we we could actually buy 
into that Powerball too. There's an online site that you could buy tickets to the American Powerball. Yeah, you have to pay like a, through the nose for taxes, but yeah. it would be worth it for that much. I heard a couple of people well, did, not me, but yeah. 1.5 billion, which equates to about 2 billion Australian dollars. So. That's, that's a lot of money. Yeah. Well. But let's let's think about this rationally for a minute, because we had a there's one night there's the me and the two other people that worked the late shift because I'm on the later shift right now and we were talking about we're like well you know what would we do with the money and you kind of go through this whole process of like point A to point B to point C and at the end of the day do you really want that because it's going to ruin your life no it won't not not the money itself but everybody's going to be coming out of the woodwork yeah. you're not going to be safe in your own home you know you go down the street somebody's going to see you and it's just it's a bad scene as much yeah. as i'd like that money no. uh, i want yeah. yeah i'd have uh, i'd be have more security than the present does do so yeah i'll have my own secret service for that money um <laughs> oh yeah i'd i'd love it one point more 2 billion australian dollars oh shit yeah I'm going to start my own little um, cult in the middle of Australia <laughs> with the sheep. <laughs> Build, you know, high walls, you know. The, and it's just uh, a podcast community. It's only for podcasters. We have our own community. We have the sheep for the New Zealanders. <laughs> we start actually making real drop bears. They're our, our guards on the towers. <laughs> I think if I won, if I played, it would have to be this thing where, you know, as soon as I won, collect the money, move the hell out of, you know, Illinois, buy an island somewhere, surround it with Krakens, and, you know, hope that nobody comes. Yeah, but it's like, if you won, you stay anonymous. Like, um, I've only seen one one of the ticket uh, winners actually show their face on TV, what I've seen on (laughs) Facebook. Why would you do do that? that? You stay anonymous. You do not come out yeah. and say, I won it. Yeah. You just keep it quiet. I yeah, mean, congratulations. You got just, just got 300 million new friends. Yeah. And I mean, if you want to, like, you want to help out your family, you do it on the, you know, the down low sort of thing. You're like, look, just coming in a little bit of money. What, you win Powerball? No, no, it's something else. But, oh, here, here's, here's a couple of grand for you. You know, you just. Do it on the sly sort of thing, you know. You don't come out on national TV and say, yeah, we're one of the winners. <laughs> All right, you got children? Yeah, guess what? They're going to be kidnapped. Yep. Well, that's happened before. People have come out, lottery winners and, and that, and the next thing the kid's been kidnapped and, you know, pay the ransom. So, yeah, if I ever won it, uh, like our Powerball in Australia, which was, uh, the, it went off, not this Thursday, gone the Thursday before, it was 70 million. And there was... <laughs> One um, one winner up in Queensland. A couple of old people won it. You know, so, and they're gonna, you know, they're sharing it off, you know, amongst the family. But yeah, I w- I wouldn't come out. I'd be anonymous. No one to know. Only my closest friends. Yeah, they're like, how did you come into this money? Well, uh, drugs. Yeah, drugs. Yeah. Drugs. Started hooking. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> it'd only be my closest I'm really friends. Really good. <laughs> and, and definitely, like, if I won that seventy mil, I mean. Be honest, Joel, you'd get a, a slice of it. John and Nikki would get, you know, it'd be all my close friends that, are, you know. Yeah. Here's here's a check. Just keep it, you know. Just keep it to yourselves and just, you know, 
Don't tell anyone. But here, here's a little cash, a little cash. I don't need 70 million. About 5 million is what I'd be happy with, just to be comfortable for the rest of my life. But, you know, buy a nice house, nice car, boat, you know. That's about it. So if I win a big chunk of money, I'm always going to give most of it away. And I mean, especially to like animal shelters, you know, the, the places where I'd like, you know, things to go, where money should go, you know, children's hospitals, that sort of thing. But yeah, I, I would not tell anybody. Like my parents would know. Definitely give my parents a good chunk of money for everything they've done for me. And now you're in your retirement. Here, enjoy your retirement. Stop stressing. You know? Go buy a caravan or an RV and go travel Australia. There you go. Go have fun. What about you, I'd John? What are your feelings on this? I'd definitely do something similar. Um, I've, I've recently stopped buying the lottery so I can save for our trip this year. Um, but if I had one, that's exactly what I would have done. I buy all mine online, and you can submit the prize claim forms online. So I would literally just do it all online, stay anonymous, never show my face, never tell anybody outside immediate family and friends if they were going to be getting some money from me. And any basically anyone who tried to become friends with me suddenly because I'd mm-hmm. got money would be cut off pretty quickly. Yeah, pretty much so, yeah. You go fuck yourself. You weren't a friend for the last 20 years, but all of a sudden, oh, hey, Graham, how you going? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But when coming some money and all of a sudden we're best buddies, yeah, yeah. no, that's not going to happen. No, yeah, well, that's the way I look at it. That's always been the plan, so. Yeah. Well, well, well I, I was going to say, I spend $20 a week. I buy Powerball each week. And um, this other thing called Set for Life, and it's drawn every night for seven days, and you get paid twenty grand a month for the rest of your life, or something like that. But yeah, I buy the Powerball every week. That's just what I do. Well, we did the math on it, um, and if if you took the this, the flat payout, it's like seven something, uh, yeah. and after taxes, it's like four wait, something. Wait till I tell you this, Joe. We don't What's get that? taxed. We win yeah. seventy million. We keep the seventy million. We don't pay taxes yeah. on our winnings. Yeah, I know it's the same in New Zealand. I know how it works in America. You can either pay the tax straight out, or you take the the payout in uh, increments, and you pay less tax. So, but here in Australia, if I won seventy million, that whole seventy million's coming to me. The government doesn't well, get their hands on it at all, except for the taxes when I'm buying shit. But. <laughs> You don't need to buy a shit. You can make it yourself. Yeah. Um, in coffin shapes. I mean, with <laughs> coffin shape shit, I would love that for a show title, but I don't know how I'd pull it off. Um, I think we broke it down like in a yearly sums. It pays out, I think, over 20 years. It's like 70-some million per year or something like that. And, yeah, I mean, you're never going to have any any need for all of that. So me personally, I'd kind of follow the same path. Do it in tiers, you know. Family gets enough to be set for life, house paid for, et cetera, et cetera, and then slowly down the 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 chain, you know, this this you know, pay off this person's house, pay off your bills for a year, whatever, until you get down to the people that you hate, and you're like, here's a buck. Yeah. But here's a coffee. Let's <laughs> go <laughs> right. to Starbucks. Here's, here's, a, here's a Starbucks. Here's your macchiato or whatever fucking shit coffee you want to drink. Well, I'd buy a, I'd buy a. Um, a gift card for 15 i give them the like dollar 53 that was left <laughs> um but there there was a story here and, and i went to the website there's a gofundme page for this this person and i'll leave all the details out for the person themselves but they spent 800 bucks on powerball tickets 
apparently supposedly convinced that they were going to win, and now they're asking for people to help them because they can't pay their rent and oh, everything else. You fucking idiot. And I'm like, are you serious? So I went to the GoFundMe page, and it existed, and some people had actually given money. So I'm like, come on. Who's, who's, who's more dumb, the person starting the GoFundMe page or the people actually giving them money? Exactly. <laughs> Seriously. I'm going to start a GoFundMe so, page. I sent that person five bucks. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but that's a true story. Look it up. It's on, I don't know if it was shared no, on Facebook, I don't, but I, 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 I got I'll, it from Nick, Georgia. I'll avoid that because I don't want to get angry. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking dirty I, people. I would not be going to that because I would just go off. Yep. I mean, if, if, if you want to buy lottery tickets and stuff, that's fine. But you do you don't use your rent money and stuff for it. You use your disposable money that you have. That you have. I mean, I've I've stopped playing because I don't have that disposable money to to put towards the lottery anymore because I'm saving for our for our trip this year. Yeah. But oh, you're trying to get other people to pay your shit because you decided, oh yes, today's my day. I'm going to win a billion dollars. So I'm spending all the money I currently have on fucking lottery tickets. Yep. Well, that's but well, that's the whole basis behind the lottery, isn't it? Anyway, or, or scratches and all that. It it it's aimed at the the lowest income people. Yeah. And that's the people that that spend the most. That's what I was talking about last week about poker machines, pokies. You know, the biggest people that play pokies are the people that can't afford to play the pokies. So. That's- that just reminds me of when I worked in a bar. Um, a lady came in, an older lady. She went into the pokey machines, came out two hours later, and she just turned to me like just deadpan and was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I just spent my entire pension in there. Was she asking wow. for money off you, or was it just like, uh, I don't know what to do, I'm, I'm screwed? It was just that complete. No, I didn't. <laughs> Uh, I was just. Comp- it was like ten o'clock in the morning because our poker machines opened at, at uh, nine or ten. So this was probably like eleven, eleven or twelve. And so, yeah, she was. She just had this like, like dead look on her, like you get when you're in shock. She she must have been convinced she was going to win because she shoved all of her mm. all of her money into this machine on the day that she got it. So the next two weeks for her are going to be very uncomfortable. Yeah, it's common occurrence here. So, well, yeah. and I think that's why I don't play is because I see so many people that spend money that they don't have on the chance of winning something that they probably won't win. Um, I mean, one of my jobs I had, they used to give out as a incentive, they'd give out, you know, t- uh, lottery tickets. And, you know, okay, maybe that's kind of fun but even then I mean it's it's just a waste of money to me it is it really is I mean I like for like presents for like uh, birthdays and that I'll buy my parents like a lottery ticket and a scratch you know a little pack of scratchy tickets uh, it's you know the lotto the powerball and whatnot. and yeah it's just a gift it's because basically I can't buy many they've got well, they've got everything they need it's just like a yeah, have a go. We'll see how you go. But yeah, back to what John was saying. Yeah, I've done that, John. I um, I was pretty bad at the pokies when I was younger. 
and uh, I got paid on a Tuesday, Tuesday afternoon, went to the club with my mate, and I've literally spent all my pay, and that's back when I was an apprentice, so it was like only like 300 bucks I got paid that day, but yeah, I've done my whole paycheck in one day, then I had to go home wow. to mum, because I was living with mum, and say, look, I can't pay board this week, I, and I admitted it, I said, yeah, I, I, I gambled it, so I've been there, done that. That's why I'm like, I, I did have a bad pokey addiction there for a while, and I know someone that I live with has one too, so he's been back at him. So, and I kept telling her, just don't. I've been there, I know what you're going through, but yeah, well, you can't, you know, you can't be doing that. If you can't just walk in there and go, I'm only going to spend $50, I've got my limited, like, I'm just going to play $50, that's what you've got spare to spend, that's it. But she can't, she walks in there, spends 50 loses it. Oh, I'll chase that 50 again. I'll win it back. I'll win it back. And next thing you've done, like, $400 trying to chase that first 50. I know what it's like. I, as I said, I've been there. I deal with it with Donna again. Um, yeah. It's... it's The worst part is the government just lives on it. Like, that's where they're making all their money. And they don't even use it properly. Our roads are still shit. Our hospitals are still shit, you know. Infrastructure in this state's not the best. But you earn all this money off these poor people. If you want to make money off taxes from gambling, well, put those taxes back into fucking proper fucking programs, you know, like anti-gambling programs. Or, but no, that that won't work because if people gamble less, we don't make as much money. Right. It's pretty much so like the, the smoking thing, you know. We'll raise we'll raise up the prices of smokes to make you quit. But hang on, the more people quit, the less money we make off smokes. So, oh shit, we've got to raise the price on tax on smokes because we're getting less money because less people are smoking. So we raised the price more. So, yeah, anyway. So does your Lotteries Commission not... Is it not set up like ours where you've got... All, all of our monies goes into the Lotteries Commission and then they pay up the, the winnings, but they also have, like, anything... Because all the, the winnings isn't every ticket sold. Uh, uh, our Lotteries Commission goes and reinvests like probably 50% of the money into uh, community programs and, yeah, I think and everything through Lotteries Grants. Yeah, I think we've got similar sort of things, but you know, it, it's on, it's probably just on paper, but who says they do it? You know what I mean? I don't well, know. Well, yeah. that's just it. They talked about that here in America when they uh, legalized it in, in a lot of states. And uh, we saw initially like some money feeding back into it but slowly that trickled away and the school systems here suck so it's obviously the money's not going into the education which is where it was supposed to go a good chunk of it uh more than anything i mean that's that was the whole point it's like you know you're gambling for education and yeah not not really no yeah, well thanks for playing i should just legalize pot like oregon did look how much money that's made <laughs> But yeah. yeah, look at Colorado. How much but, money's going back into the the right programs because yeah, well, people are getting high. Yeah, but I was going to say, like, all over the poker machines, it's pretty much like smokes. You know, don't smoke; it's going to kill you. On the poker machines, if you have a gambling problem, call this number. You know, if you go to the TAB, which is where you bet on horses and you know greyhounds and all that sort of thing, if you have a gambling problem, call this number. Like, you think people who have a gambling problem look at that and go, "Oh yeah, I have a gambling problem. I'm going to ring this number." No. It's like this warning signs all over the poke machines, you know. If you want to yep. get self-barred, go speak to someone here at the at the club or the pub, you know. We can make, you know, we can uh, have you set up so you're barred from playing them. 
Okay. What gambler is going to go, yeah, I, I've got a, a bad addiction to pokies. <laughs> I'm going to walk up to the barman and just say, stop me from playing poker machines, please. <laughs> What's the odds on getting barred? No. But that's the thing. It's like the government puts all these things, you know, things up like, well, every poker machine has to have this sign on it, you know, because social, you know, socially people go, oh, this is bad, you know. Oh, you've got to give them an, a, a reason not to, to gamble, you know, give them a reason to stop gambling and all this. But what gambler is just whacking money in, in, in after, you know, $50 after $50 is going to look at that, you know. Here's the gambling hotline. Ring that. No. Yeah. So they're hoping people will have an epiphany after they've shacked nah, that $400 is, it's and just, gone, it's the, shit, I just lost $400. Yeah, no one's going to do it. It's just like, it's just to make... Everyone happy? Oh well, make it look good. Oh well, you know, you know, the gambling machines can be there because we can tell people if they don't want to gamble, here's the number to call. Or you know, you can you know get barred. You know, it's just to make sure it looks good to the government. Anyway, I think it's about that time, Joel, because oh, we, we're getting real more. quick. You're right, it is. But I think what we should do here, as a way to kind of curb the gambling, is that uh, every hour on the hour they release like. 50 Jehovah's Witnesses into the the, uh, the casino, and that helps clear it out so that you know the people that are starting to spend too much have to leave because they don't want to hear about their Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Anyway, yes, it is about that time. Yes, it is, Joe. Wait, what's that you say? What time is it? Is it really that time again? That's right. Hide your dingoes and watch out for drop bears. It is time for R is for random. Some angry sheep. Uh. <laughs> All right. John so got a little hard then. What's that? Uh. I said John got a little uh. hard then. Uh. Uh. Getting excited, are you, John? Oh, always. <laughs> wow. Uh, so anyway, the lovely Maybelline has provided us with uh, questions this week. And as per the usual, first question. Do you have a nervous tick? I.e. something you do when you are nervous, obviously. Yeah. I scratch. Scratch my, my arms. Uh, it's a combination. I have eczema plus... You know, I'm doing it now. Jesus, Joel, you made me do it. <laughs> Yeah, I do. I scratch. Like, I'll scratch my head or just scratch my arms. Yeah, that's my mistake. And you just made me do it. Thank you. <laughs> John? Uh, I have a couple. Um, I have eczema as well, so I, I scratch as mm-hmm. well. Um, my, my I've got, like, fidgety legs whenever I'm having to sit down and do things. So, like, my, I'll sway my legs or I'll have, like, you know, my foot's jumping or something. Um, and if I'm trying to talk when I'm nervous, my I just start stumbling over my words and going, and it's, yeah, it doesn't go too well in, like, meetings and stuff when everyone sort of turns and looks at you and you're like, yeah, I have the same too. You sound like exactly like me. The eczema. Somebody smacked John. I think he's stuck. I get the shaky legs too. I get, like, a little shake in my leg. Yeah. And I stumble over my words, wow. but everyone knows that. They've listened to this show. Yeah. You guys would be terrible rappers. <laughs> <laughs> Scratch and stumble. <laughs> that, that's your, oh, that's we're going to start names. a band now, John. We're going to do it. 
scratch and yeah. stumble. <laughs> uh, um, for me, I mean, I don't know. I guess we're we're an eczema trio, but I don't itch when I'm nervous. Um, but I just figured I'd throw that in there because it's a thing. For me, it's, I mean, the stuttering thing happens. That's more of a stress factor than a, an anxiety thing. For me, it's it's my beard. I can't, like, leave it alone. Like, if I'm oh, nervous yeah. for any reason or I'm stressed, well, stressed too, but anxiety brings that out. And when I used to do theater, which, and I was in uh, debate and whatnot, it's theater primarily, though, if I got uh, to about to perform, my mouth would go dry and I'd have to fart. A lot. <laughs> and if you're ever on stage, you know, and you smell something and you know that I'm nervous, um, which reminds me, if you haven't seen Creed yet, excellent movie, but there's a great scene in there where he's about to go on his big first fight and he has to take a shit. All right. Second question and last question. What is one food your mom made growing up that you hated and what was the reaction she had if you refused to eat it? Yeah. I'm not a fan of pumpkin, and she always used to. What she used to do was mix the mashed pumpkin into the mashed potato to hide it, and guess what? I knew it was there, and I refused to eat it. <laughs> but I was told just to eat it. I come from old school, you know. You weren't allowed to leave the table till you finished your plate. You had to eat the plate. No, <laughs> finish the plate, eat the plate. Yeah, eat the plate as well. No, yeah, make sure you're finished. Uh, and it didn't matter how much it got cold and this is pre-microwave well, pre when we had a microwave so if you sat there for half an hour and refused to eat your food you were still made to eat the food so the cold peas, cold pumpkin and mashed mixed or, yeah, probably pumpkin thankfully my, my dad is not a fan of Brussels sprouts and all that so they were never cooked but yeah, they're another thing I wouldn't eat probably the pumpkin yeah John? Um, my mum never really made anything that I hated. Um, she was pretty good with it. Um, she, she's not a great cook anyway, so <laughs> kind of... <laughs> Neither is my mum. Uh, yeah. Dad's uh, the better my, cook. My grandma would always make um, Brussels sprouts with our Sunday roast. I, I, when I was a kid, I hated Brussels sprouts. I like them now, but yeah. Yeah, a, a lot of those just, foods, though, um, your parents didn't know how to cook them properly because I learned that later. It's like a lot of the things I hated earlier, it's like if they were cooked, prepped and cooked in a certain way, they actually taste nice. Yeah. But growing up in the 70s and early 80s, you know, your parents just whacked them in a, you know, a pan, boiled them and threw them on the plate. No, <laughs> do a bit better than that, thanks. <laughs> it sounds like my mum's style of cooking. Yeah. Like, as I said, my dad's a better cook, but I never got my dad's cooking when I was younger because dad was, you know, always working, you know, come home late and mum was the cook, so when I started eating some dad's food, I'm like oh dear god, why weren't you cooking when I was growing up So what happened, John, if you didn't eat them at your grandma's? Oh, I got a whack, so I'd always eat them, but I'd, what I'd do is I'd eat them first, so that they were out of the way, and then I could cleanse my palate with everything else. Yeah, that was my theory too, growing up, it was like, eat the shit that you don't like, just try to get it down, then eat the stuff you really like Get rid of the stuff you don't like and then just enjoy the rest. I'm like, oh, this is yum. You guys are smart kids. Yeah. Cause, um, if, if I didn't eat it, like, my, my granddad or my dad would, would lean over and give me a whack upside the head. So you always, <laughs> you always ate it, but 
you were never happy about it. Oh yeah. Uh, speaking of granddads, when I used to have to eat my my father's parents' place because they grew up in like at times where the money was tight in the depression era, so you had to finish what was on your plate. You couldn't let it waste, mm. and it wasn't good cooking. So you'd have to sit there, and the granddad was a really cranky bastard. And uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love him to death, don't worry. I lived with him for a while. Good old bowl, but yeah. We were told you've got to finish your plate and you'd sit there and you'd just swallow it in, like going, oh God. Because it wasn't cooked well, but you had to finish it. Because you'd occasionally get away with the parents, you know, oh, I don't feel like eating it. All right, don't have to eat it. But not the grandparents. They grew up in the area where, you know, you eat everything because they had nothing when they were, you know, growing up as kids. So whatever you got put on your plate, you ate it. Right, waste not want not. Yeah, pretty much. So. Yeah, we well, had that too. I don't think I've had Brussels sprouts as an adult, although I've I've heard people say the same thing you guys are saying, where if they're cooked properly, then, you know, America, you know, it's good. Yeah, well, good. I haven't had them either as an adult, start. but I've heard if you cook them in a certain way, well, I might give them a go one day. But, well, yeah. but I know my mom was old school too. I mean, she came from that era and... The one time she made Brussels sprouts, and this isn't the food I'm talking going to talk about, but the one time she made it, I I covered the entire plate with ketchup <laughs> in an attempt to try and eat them because they were so horribly bad. And I'm pretty sure she just boiled them. But my mom was never a – she only made like two things that were good. Otherwise, it was, it was passable. So I had to learn how to cook. But anyway, um, for me, the one thing my mom always seemed to have in the fridge, and I guess this comes from growing up in the the household she did but she used to always have Braunschweiger around which if you're familiar with Braunschweiger it's nope. like it's like a a big it's like a hot dog but at the size of your face and it's oh. it's liver and all the the organ uh. meats and stuff all ground up into a, like a, a it's in a casing and you slice it off and you put it on sandwiches or whatever and it comes in like a, a round tube shape kind of thing and she had it in the house constantly like that was her thing like she loved to have brown sfaga on crackers or on on bread and she used to make me eat it because you know we didn't have a lot of money growing up and it was fairly cheap like i said it's kind of like a hot dog but huge and when i didn't know what it was it was one thing but then when i found out what it was then it became a whole other issue and sometimes when that was all there was to eat you know, you eat it, but man, I, to this day, I hope to God I never have to taste it again. It, I can still taste it. Like, I still. I need a bucket. Yeah, it's it's bad. Look look for it in your grocery's freezer. No, it's in it's in it's in the deli aisle, and uh, it's in a tube, big fat tube, and it's German. <laughs> so, anyway, that's all of our questions for this week. Thank you, Maybellina. We appreciate it. All right, before we go, a couple of things. Uh, seeing I'm into the death industry, how about we... Who have we lost this week? A lot. David Bowie. Snape. Uh, yeah, Alan Rickman. Rickman. Mm. Um, Dion's husband. <laughs> and brother. And his son. Or bro- her brother, yeah. yeah son, um, brother. Well, yeah. don't forget, we lost Grizzly Adams. Yeah, Grizzly's gone. We lost Bob Denver, who played Gilligan. I I didn't see that one. Um, it's just been it's been a hell of a new year. I mean, this yeah. was like left and right, and then Lemmy. Well, that uh, Lemmy I mean, was the last the week before. 
That just but, started it off, basically. Right. I mean, since January 1st, it's been one after the other. There was a, a guy that was a pretty well-known in the Doctor Who universe that just passed away, too. I mean, it's like it's like one after the other, and they just keep keep falling. And it's like it's hard to keep up with Yeah. all the deaths. Uh, yeah, I thought I'd just bring that up. But, you know, like David Bowie, particularly, you know, the star man. Anyway, thought I'd bring it up, saying, you know. Way to bring it back around. Yeah, well, everything's about death about me. That's my job, mate. And out of all those people, not too many of them were American. No. Just two out of, I think, the all the people you mentioned. All i got to say is, like, uh, fair enough, people die, and, uh, yeah, all respect it all, but it annoys me when my Facebook feed is just, every second, <laughs> David Bowie's dead, David, okay, well, I get it. <laughs> so, but yeah, anyway, the stuff I deal with every day. And as Donna goes, oh, he's nothing special, everyone dies every day. I said, yes, I know, because I wouldn't have a job if people didn't die every day. <laughs> <laughs> Kind of like encouraging them on. Come on. No, she get, Donna gets the shits when like someone famous dies. Oh, they were just another person. I go, yeah, I know, but they were special to a lot of people, and people, are, you know, do get upset. Yes, they never met that person, but still, they had a you know significant part in their lives. You know, whether it was music or or the, the art, the arts they did, whatever. But yeah, Donna's always like, oh, just a regular person to me. All right, you're all right. Go away. I deal with regular people every day dying. Always make sure, especially if I like see a nameplate on a coffin. I always read the nameplate, read the name, read their age. You know the 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 day they were born, the day they died. And I just I give it like a little head nod, and like good one. You know, you lived your life, rest in peace, sort of thing in my head. Now it sounds weird, but I know I talk about coffins and everything like it's just a, a nothing to me. But yeah, I do. I have respect. Basically, you know, every coffin I make, I think this is actual human being going in this. So I know I, I come across as like it's just an everyday thing to me, but yeah, I do. I don't care if you're a great singer or you're just a regular human being in life. You know, I respect anyone who has passed. Rest in peace, everyone who's passed. Anyway, I'm losing. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Stop scratching, man. Stop scratching. No, no you're going to make me scratch, you bastard. <laughs> all right joel let's hear about the other shows you do we all, all know right. them but we like hearing about it every week you just like to put me on the spot make yeah, me itchy and uh stumbles so uh, yeah i do a couple of the shows the sunshine happy pants hour kpants which is my six song musical mixtape i had a show uh ready to go last week but Things didn't pan out, and so I didn't get it done because it was just too much crap going on. So uh, that show will be recorded and released on Sunday. So look for that on all your favorite podcasting places. I also do 40 Going On 14 with Mike, Pat, and Josh. Uh, this week was all about communication. And when I talk about that, like forms of communication, like AOL and some Messenger, uh, you know, all the online chat. Yeah, how it's changed from, from now to then. Which the from, show was yeah, about. from the time it started in the early, I want to say it was like 69, but it, uh, it was interesting. It was a good time. Pat wasn't there, so it was just the, the three of us, but it was still a good show. You can check that out on 40go14.com, iTunes, Stitcher, TalkShoe, Blueberry, Musings of a Geek Podcast Network, and streaming Saturdays at noon on Geek Life Radio. 
Also, CreeperCast. Uh, CreeperCast.com. Check out the podcast. And the show is currently on hiatus as well as a uh, website as uh, Jeff and I are working on some major redesigns. And, well, I should say he is, but I'm, I'm helping some. Um, and a lot of changes are going to be happening. It's going to be cool. So if you would like to participate, we're always looking for writers, either fiction, reviews, uh, articles, etc. So uh, drop a line. And um, yeah, yeah, that that's it. Yeah, you can't I, mention I, I the other like one anymore. It's gone. No, that's it. Yeah, that's all there is. Okay, you got anything to promote, John? Favorite no. podcast you listen to? Like, don't have to be about you. Uh, I've just been power loading bad parenting lately. Oh yeah, we uh, all so love it. Hey, that's give them a shout out. that's my that's my bit. I always promote bad parenting. They're good friends over there, but yeah. Always interesting, yeah, Justin and Jody. Yeah, it's always yeah. It's, it's always fun listening to you know, people being parents when I don't have to be a parent. I can live vicariously through them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was a, I was a parent briefly because uh, one of my exes had a kid, so I get some of the things they're talking about. But I only had her between when she was one and a half to almost three. So I've sort of started getting out of my range of knowledge now because Trent's like four now. So. <laughs> Yeah, but before that, I was like, oh, yeah, that, that all sounds pretty familiar. <laughs> well, there we go. So, John's mentioned the Bad Pairing Podcast. Check them out, the Bad Pairing Podcast on iTunes. Justin and Jody, and I always give the guys a shout-out at No Hope for Humanity, Harry Trucker, uh, DJ, and uh, what's the other guy's name? Evan? Yeah. Evan, the, yeah. the purple hair guy yeah. or green hair guy, whatever colour hair he's got going on right now. So, good people that John's met. All of them. Yes, I have. Oh. Anyway. I met everyone except Joel, so. Good, because I'd be pissed <laughs> off. Just saying. Oh. Yeah, well. Yeah, I know. I'll meet you next year, hopefully, too, Killer. Oh, good. Yeah, well, you know where I am, Sydney. Yeah. Where that, that famous bridge is that Joel knows about now. Oh, yeah, the London Bridge. I heard that yeah, fell it's down. falling down, falling down, <laughs> falling down. Like my pants. Mm. Wow, wow, wow. So, hey, next week. Who we got? We had to reschedule due to uh, conflicts S- earlier in the year. Tell me it's Slacker. What? It Slacker? Yeah, Slacker Jedi is on the schedule for next week. Yeah, excellent. So hopefully he's feeling better. He's been having a rough go health-wise yeah. the past few weeks, so. Well, I think we'll, he's on the mend. Well, we'll get to hear all about it. So, that's going to be a nice show next week, then. He's good at ranting, too, so... Hopefully he's got a good rant to go on about. Alright, so, yep. Check all those shows out we talked about. Always, you know... Oh, we never say this, but... Uh, rate, review, and on iTunes for us. I don't know. Everyone says that on podcasts. And we keep forgetting to mention, you know, you can contact us easily. It's 661-434-5956 or 661-434-KWJO. That's our voicemail line. Give us a call. Or you can record it on your smartphone and send it as an email to coffinjocast at gmail.com. We haven't had any voicemails lately, so it'd be nice to hear from you guys. All right, so we're going to leave you with a New Zealand band. I actually played this last time. John was, well, not this song, but the same band, the Datsuns. Oh, nice. MF from Hell, which people don't know. This motherfucker from Hell. So, thanks for joining us, John. Good time, mate. Hopefully I'll get to meet you in person soon when you get over here to Sydney. 
Yes. Yeah, sometime soon. All right. <laughs> Thanks, Good. guys. No problem, mate. Catch up soon. Good night, Joel. Good night. Night. Murka.
<laughs> yeah, I just really like that song, so I just stayed so through it. Yeah, so do I. <laughs> yeah, I got in Datsuns well, many years ago. So. They still around or are they long gone? I haven't heard anything from them lately. Yeah. No, I was trying to find a song today. and you know, Like last week I played a New Zealand band and I'm like, what am I going to play this week? You know, Usually I do the Aussie bands. I'm like, oh, I've got a New Zealander on. Oh, that's right. John likes Datsuns. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think I've still got the CD somewhere. But who has CDs anymore? Oh, hell no. I just uh, obtain all my music. Yeah. Oh, I've got it somewhere in my CD, you know, holder somewhere. It's packed away, but yeah. Oh, yeah, I got right into the Datsuns when I found out about them. Yeah, me too. And uh, another... I've oh, got some nasty feedback from you, so... I, I can hear myself. It keeps throwing me off. <laughs> yeah, it's probably I've got the volumes up too loud, because I changed the volumes for the song. Right. Oh. Ah, great <laughs> show, man. you got to come back on more, on more often, man. It's always fun. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah, just uh, whenever you need a, a host, just let me and Nicky know, and we can. Yeah, yeah. Should well, be able to jump on no problem. Yeah, well, John's uh, John, sorry, Joel's the booker. Joel books uh, books the people to come on, so we'll keep you in the rotation, mate. Always yeah, fun. Definitely. It's always good to have an Australian and New Zealander and an American walk into a bar. <laughs> <laughs> but it's always it's more fun because you, even though you you know, well, Australia and New Zealand are pretty much the same sort of country, so. Ah, uh, yeah. You know. When you come on, and we can give Joel shit about what he doesn't know about down under, <laughs> and as American in general, well, he's starting to learn more about Australia. But yeah, he's, he's learning more about New Zealand now too. Between you and that's Nikki, good. so that's you fun. should come down here one time. What come across the Dutch? Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. You should come down to Australia and then come across the Dutch and come to New Zealand. Yeah, no, I want to get across there one time. I mean. I don't need a visa to get in there. I just I haven't got a passport, so I've just got to get myself a passport. And oh, yeah. It's a three-hour flight from here. So yeah. Just zip across. It's, and it's quite a good little flight. I mean, we're, we're coming... I, I don't know if we'll get to see you at Christmas because we're coming over to Sydney for Christmas. I don't know if Nicky told you that already. Mm-hmm. Um, but you didn't tell me nothing. But it's only, uh, it's only going to be for a couple of days. Um, yeah, they're... Her cousin's getting married in uh, November, but it's when we're on our way to the states, so yeah. we can't. So you we can't, can't go. Yeah. So we're going for for Christmas instead. So where's that? Where are you staying at? Where? Ah, uh, we're. I'm not sure where we're going to be staying yet. Uh, I think we're looking to. Start, I think they're in West Sydney. Yeah, well, that's uh, where so I am. I'm in West Sydney. I'm uh, at Parramatta. Alright. Well, Dundas is my suburb I live in, but I'm like just hop, step, and jump away from Parramatta, which is the um, the the main part of the Western Sydney. You know? Parramatta is the, the the city of the West, if you know what I mean. So yeah, yeah. So yeah, Western Sydney. It depends where you're at, but yeah. Oh well, we'll see when yeah. you're coming over, and I'll keep in contact, and if there's even a chance just to catch up for an hour or something, you know. Yeah, that'd be cool. We can uh, we we'll, we'll, we can. Probably meet up for dinner or something like we did when we were in America with yeah, everyone just do it. Definitely. There's do some, a dinner and some drinks or something. Yeah, and, some nice restaurants yeah. that we can take you to. Uh, uh, Outback Steakhouse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, got to get our authentic Australian experience. <laughs> well, yeah, oh, well, no, well, that's later on the year. I mean, we're only in the first month of the year, so plenty of time. Yeah. So, cool. Definitely let us know. Yeah. I will. Definitely. 
So, yeah, catch up for a beer and, you know, get to actually meet someone I know through podcasting. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, I've met someone I knew through podcasting and I broke my neck. <laughs> the guy from Red Bar Radio, which I don't even listen to that show anymore because of that, but, yeah. Well, actually, I did meet the guys from Comedy Film Nerds as well when they were doing the, um, that documentary. I went in and did the interview thing. So, I ain't going to make the movie, but, yeah. Yeah. So. Alright, mate. I've got some things to do. I've got to vacuum the, the apartment. Cool. And uh, edit the show and uh, try to relax before I have to go back for another hectic week at the coffin factory. So. Yeah. So, what time is it over there? It's 4 30? Uh, 3 30. 3 30. Alright. Yeah. yeah. It was 1 30. Yeah. Cool. So, you're only two hours ahead of me. Yeah. At the moment. At the moment, yeah. No worries, mate. Cool. We'll chat with you yeah. soon. Okay. Say hello to Nikki for me. Oh well. <laughs> Alright, mate. Catch you later. Alright, see ya. Bye. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over a hundred casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.